I don't know, we were upstairs one time. So I have two thoughts for today, but I'm open to suggestions too. Oh, is this something we should, uh, we should learn about? Something's going on in the trainer's brain, right? No? Okay, so uh, I'll pick. Someone asked me this question recently. And even though it's, I wouldn't say this is the most common question, I wouldn't say that, but I would still say that I think it's very fundamental, the answer. So they said, what's the story with the blessing, the bracha in the morning? Asher nasan la sechvi. What's a sechvi? You know this? A rooster. First bracha in the morning. Thank you, Hashem. Or blessed are you, Hashem, who gave the rooster the bina, the insight to distinguish between yom and laila. So what kind of a... Why is that the first thing a Jew, the first of the morning brachos? Excellent. So it's basically, thank you, Hashem, for my alarm clock, is the first thing. Right. Okay, so first of all, there are those who say that that's like, there are Rishonim who say that that's a simple thing. It's just like, thank you for giving me an ability to get up in the morning. Um, so that's pretty good. But it's an interesting bracha. Also, the tour and others say that sechvi also means the lave. It also means the mind. So it means thank you for giving my mind the ability that's a funny way to say the bracha, then. If you're saying, like, thank you for giving me the ability to distinguish between day and night. So you wake up in the morning, and you're, like, going to start a day. You just rested at night. Thank you for giving me this ability to distinguish. So it's surprising that we start talking about roosters. Um, it's good to know it's a Pesach and Eov. Pesach and Eov says, who gave the Sechvi this wisdom? Because it's quite an incredible thing that an animal can just know automatically when the sun's about to rise. Um, something we would never be able to figure out. If we're in a house somewhere, you know, um, and you can't see the sky, like, you'll never know, and the rooster knows. It's not seeing anything. It's not... Um, okay, so here's the very interesting Gemara. Gemara says, remember the story with Bilam where he wanted to curse the Jews? When was he going to curse them? Do you remember this? Do you know anything about this? The Gemara says that every single day, Hashem gets angry for like a fraction of a second. Kel zo'em bechol yom. Hashem gets furious every single day. Um, and when is that? It's like a tiny fraction of a second. Uh, during that second, he was going to curse the Jews. So Tosa says, what could you say already in that second? So Tosa says, you could say, kalem, kalem, destroy them, in that like split second. Or Tosa says he would have started then and then continued. As long as you start the curse during that second, It'll catch it. They say, therefore, like if it's the, the Archa Shulchan, I think, says that if it's time for the Divrei Chaim, if it's time for davening and it's right at the end of the Zman, for Mincha or something, right? As long as you start, then it could continue, like that Tosos. You got it? Because Bilam would have just started the curse right then. Um, so the Gemara in Brachos says, when is it? If you wanted to know when Hashem gets angry, you can see it in a, in a rooster. What do you do? You take a rooster, and you'll see that at some point of the day, the rooster stands up on one foot, and it's carbolet. You know that thing on the head? The uh, red, it's a crown, maybe? Um, 
the, the crop I think is here, and the I don't know. So the carbolas of the rooster will turn white. Um, it starts out red, and it will turn white. So the Gemara says, well, it always has some white and stripes in it, but this is going to be really like the, the, the red is going to drain from its crop, and that's the moment that Hashem gets angry. One of the rabbis of the Gemara had these, that thing up here. Um, one of the rabbis of the Gemara had a, people in this neighborhood who were really driving him crazy. Um, it sounds like they're maybe the early Christians, but minim, like difficult people, and he decided to curse them um, and get rid of them. So he tied a rooster to his bed, which is super interesting. Why the bed? And he sat on the bed watching the rooster. And right when the time came that this was about to happen, he dozed off to sleep. And he says, you see from here, like it's not it's better that a tzaddik shouldn't get mixed in to cursing people. In other words, even if they deserve it and they're in trouble, like that won't be my role. Um, yeah, that's the story. So why do you tie it to the bed? And what is this business? So there's a safer called Kisve. Abba Murray by Reb Abba Vulcan. Um, he was a son of a very important sefer called the Base Aaron, and he actually became a rabbi in America at some point. Um, that's what he says. He says, roosters. What do we know about roosters? So the Gemara famously says that husbands and wives shouldn't cluck around one another like roosters and chickens. That's, yeah, no. In other words, a person is not like that. They're considered animals that are very, very involved in procreation. They're always together. They're always, like in, a, in, a, in, a, in English, in America, we'll say that the people reproduce like rabbits. means like they have a lot of kids. So like in Lashon Kodesh, it's like roosters and chickens. Okay. So they're very fertile and they're very, and that Talmud uh, Dechamim and their wives shouldn't constantly be hanging around each other like this. Okay. That's, that's what Gemara says. Um, a second thing, it says in the Gemara, he says, is that a person who wants to make sure that his rooster will no longer be fertile and have children, you should chop off its carbolas. Chop that off. If you cut that off, it will now be infertile. It won't be able to produce. It will become impotent. Yeah? won't have any children. That's interesting. So some, some say that you can see from that um, when people have their pride, right? People have dignity. A lot of times it can happen that uh, men can really suffer in their relationships when they lose their job, right? Or other things that were giving them dignity and importance, right? And that's similar to the male rooster, who, like, when he has his crop, um, that's going to be a segula to have children and to feel confident and strong and healthy and so forth. And you cut it off, you render the... Uh, it's, it's like, it's not a good lesson. But in this context, he says as follows. He says, the rooster, therefore, is referred to in Gemara as the animal that has like a lot of desire between the male and female. And yet, once a day, the rooster stands up on one of its feet and the red in its carbolas, which represents its taiva, right? Its strength, its ability to have kids and everything, drains from its head. Because even a rooster who's built with this and doesn't have free choice was still built in a way that, you hear this? It was built in a way that it fights its taiva too. Understand? That's when Hashem gets mad at the world. Because he says, look, I built you guys with Yetzirah. I understand people make mistakes. But I also built you with all the tools to fight it. And that's what's frustrating, right? Why is Hashem mad when someone does Navera? Because he gave them Yetzirah. He's mad because you have the ability to be better than that. Come on, I know. And if you don't, 
I feel like this with my little kids all the time. And the truth is, it's even true about high schoolers, it's true about people at any stage in life. But like, there's age-appropriate behavior. You cannot get mad at a little baby for waking you up in the middle of the night. They don't have the capacity to make a different choice, right? Your little siblings, little kids, if you have two, three kids in the house playing on a Shabbos afternoon, kids fight. This is what children do. They fight. There's no, you're like, what's wrong with my siblings? What's wrong with these kids? Why are they fighting? You ever felt this way? Like, why are they fighting? That's what kids do. They bicker, they fight, they take the other toy, and like, they also have a good time, but like, that's what kids do. And like, just getting through our heads that like, this is natural is a very important thing. Like, you're going to marry someone, they're going to be a human being. Which means sometimes they might be in a grumpy mood. <laughs> sometimes they might just be in a grumpy mood. Sometimes you might be stressed out. So that, like, that's to be expected when you deal with people. So what does Hashem? He doesn't know. Right? We say, Kihu Yada Yitzrenu. Right? Zachor Ki Hashem knows our Yitzhahara. He knows exactly who we are. So the answer is, because he also knows how capable we are of doing the right thing. Okay, so that's an emblem, right? It's exemplified in that rooster, but that's not all. I'll tell you more. There is a have you guys ever heard of Avos de Rebbe Nasan? Do you know what this is? It's a very worthwhile thing to know about. In the back of Gemara's, it also prints Pirkei Avos, because it's a Mishnah, Mishmaseches um, Avos. And behind Avos is something called Avos Reb Nassan. One of the rabbis of the Gemara, Reb Nassan, um, wrote a brysa. He wrote something that's maybe, maybe it's even a little earlier, like Mishnah, um, between Mishnah and Gemara, but he wrote something called Avos Reb Nassan, which has in it, like many prakim, telling, like, Pirkei Avos in much more depth. Just as an example, a lot of the story of Rabbi Akiva and Rachel um, is only found there. Many of the details are only found in Avos Jerev Nassim. Like, you know, it says that Rabbi Akiva didn't even know Aleph Base. You know, that's like in the songs, he didn't even know Aleph Base. So that's only found in Avos Jerev Nassim. Um, it's a very interesting safer. You can get it in English and Hebrew. So it says in there, in Parak Lamed Aleph, I think. Excuse me. Hiccups. It says, Kol Mashe Yesh Ba'adam and it goes on a long list. It's super interesting. Everything that exists in a human being exists in the world. If there's forests in the world, there's hair in a human being. Right? There's sun and moon in the world. A human being has eyes. It goes through like body parts. And then all through the world, there are lakes in the world. And one by one, it compares things in a human being's personal body your kidneys are like this, and your liver's like that. And it's a totally fascinating piece. Um, a person is called in many places, Olam Katan. Each person is like a miniature world, and that literally means everything that exists in the world is going to exist in the person in some metaphorical um, way. So what's that about? If there's roosters in the world, right, the koach of everything that exists in the world exists in a person. One takeaway from that, the Mepharshim says is this. We know that everything God built in the world was for his kavod. The world is built for kvod shemaim. That means everything wants to do what's right. Every rock, every chicken, every camel wants to do the right thing. Everyone. Every single being in the world was created only for Kvot Shemaim. So it's all they really want, right? Um, it's a good question exactly what happens, right, when a person doesn't have the Torah and doesn't have direction and doesn't, right? Um, but fundamentally, 
Um, when Mashiach comes, Kol Ha'art, the entire world, will be filled with knowledge of Hashem. And that's the Goyim too, right? We're light. I mean, the, the idea that we're supposed to be a light to the Goyim, they must be worth something, right? They must be worth something. Otherwise, what's my job here already? Like, that's a very significant thing, but that doesn't mean that we're supposed to be friends with them or marry them or be them. But, right? But, uh, yeah. Chaviv Adam Shenever Betzalem. Chaviv in Yisrael So the mainstream way to read this mission is that all human beings are the image of God. And Jews are even more special because they're children of Hashem. But image of God is pretty serious too, right? Um, if you're the image of God, you must have deep reservoirs of goodness um, inside. Okay. Um, so every single being in the world is created for Kvod Shemaim. That's what they're here for. It's just as natural. A lion roars and a dolphin jumps way out of the water and does flips, you know. Um, sea lion doesn't. Right? Everything. A Jewish person is totally built for Kvot Shemayim. Totally clued. That's who you are. That's everything that a person wants. You know, Rabbi Akiva, I mentioned Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva is dying. And he says, do you remember the story? He's being killed, and he's all excited to say Shema. And the students say, what are you enthusiastic about? He says, call Yamai. Hayisi all my life, I struggled. Wondering when will I have a chance to fulfill bechol nafshecha, afilu notel es nafshecha, right? That even if he's killing you, so I have a question. It's not true. Until forty years old, he didn't know shema. You know, alfbis. How do you say your whole life that's what you wanted? So I've heard people want to say his life didn't even start until until he met Rachel, until he started learning Torah. It's a beautiful idea. It's not. I don't. But there's, I don't disagree with that concept. But I think it's much more than that. Rabbi Kiva is telling you. Even when I was in Amma Arts, even when I didn't learn, even when I didn't say Shema, all I ever wanted was this. To have, be living for purpose, to be living for something that's more important than even my life itself. That's all I ever wanted is Torah and a connection to Hashem. You hear this? That's what he's saying. Kol yamai hayisi mitzta'er. I didn't know that's why I was mitzta'er. I didn't understand that my entire life I was just yearning for this. Human beings want to be good. Jews want to be close to Hashem. This is what we want. Um, it's in you. It's nature. It's exa- the Yetzirah is a separate thing that's trying to... But you will be happiest if you're... You hear this? Just like the rooster, just like anything else. So the first thing in the morning is to understand that Hashem built these things into nature and into this world. And before any of us, Hashem... You see, I'll just give you one last example. Um, a little kid does something wrong. So you say you're a bad boy. Go to time out. Bad boy, you don't hit your sister, go to timeout, and, and, and soon you'll learn not to be bad anymore. Another option is you're a really good kid, and good kids don't hit their sister. This is not, this doesn't fit with you, this is not right for you, now go to timeout. That's a totally different way of living your life. Agreed? Are you good or are you not good? Um, can the Torah change you into a good person? Is one way to look at life. It's false. Or can the Torah bring you back to being, right? You understand? There's a language that says the ma'or shaba machziro lamutav, that the light of Torah brings people back to being good. It doesn't mean that they were once from a totally non-religious Jew. We say ma'or shaba, the light of Torah will bring you back lamutav because everybody's fundamentally good and life is about getting in touch with that. We're fundamentally built for good. We want to serve Hashem. If you wake up in the morning, I think, and the first attitude is like, 
I like to be good. I like to daven. I like to learn. I like to do chesed. You might not feel that way half the time. That's okay. You understand? You might not, but make a difference. That's Yitzhahara. And you'll work on that. But who am I actually? So asher nasan bina means both my heart and it's evidence. It's like the perfect thing. You see how the rooster's just built that way? So am I. So are you. We're built that way. We're built to only find joy and meaning in Torah and mitzvahs and quote shalom. It's the only thing we care about. Everything else is secondary. I'll tell you one last like application. Um, mindful of the time here, right? Yeah, almost done. The last thing, the last application of this is like sometimes a person is trying to build their life. So I don't know if you ever had a thought like this or you've talked to someone who would talk like this, but the perspective is sometimes like this. Okay, listen. I know that Judaism is true and I know Torah is good and I like a lot of it. So like, I'm not going to let it go. But I also want to have a happy life. There's, I just so want to like enjoy myself. So like, I, I'm not going to do anything really bad, but like, let me find some balance here between one need that I have, which is like truth and religion and this, and like a totally different one, which is like being happy, enjoying my life. So it's like, look, I'm going to learn Torah, I'm going to do mitzvahs, but I'm also going to do, you hear this? Like, that's a way, like, I need to be tznius enough to fill the halacha, but I also want to like enjoy my life by dressing the way I want. So I'll find it. You understand what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are building these kind of lives out of these, it's just a misunderstanding. It's a terrible misunderstanding. What brings people happiness is Torah and mitzvahs and being a good person and being a, those other things are not, they can be nice, they can be fun, but they won't add to the thing that a person is really searching for. Rabbi Akiva's greatness is when he figured out all the things he wanted his whole life were really just this. It was really just to be connected to Torah and mitzvahs and, 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 and what I am inside. Because just like the rooster, a lion who can't roar, a giraffe who can't run back and forth, it's not direct. Like, he's trapped in a cage, right? Um, as David Abel says, Hotzia mi masker nafshi. Serving Hashem is just let my soul out of its cage. Let it out of prison. Like, let me just be who I'm supposed to be. And if the first bracha every day, next time you say the bracha, you're thinking, like, you made the rooster that way, and you made my heart that way. It's natural. It's normal. Everything else that's going to come. You hear this? This is what I think is... Uh, Maybe the question itself is not as common of a question. But the idea is life-changing. And now you know about roosters um, and why Hashem gets mad when he specifically sees them on one foot and their, their crown is going white. Yeah, Shekoch, my friends. Yeah.